go, Cubs, go. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? Cubs are gonna win today. are so excited to be mm-hmm. back at the Little Something Extra podcast with me, Nancy Gianni, and my daughter, the Gigi of Gigi's Playhouse. The Gigi of Gigi's Playhouse. And who else do we have with us today? Tom Ricketts. Well, <laughs> who's sitting behind you? Uh, Franco. And me. Um, I am the Franco Gianni, and I am the executive producer of the Little Something Extra podcast, and I'm going to be joining them today and maybe a recurring guest in the future. We shall see how people like me. So we, <laughs> we're going to have to do some reviews after this. <laughs> you think they're going to like them? Yes. Or are they going to say, just the GG, please? Yeah. They're going to kick, you know, Franco, they're probably going to kick both of us off. <laughs> they're going to be GGP like, um, can we just have her? Can you, you imagine? Use the marker G to write, and the Franco. executive producer, no. Franco Jan. <laughs> no? I don't want to step on your swag, girl. Yeah. Let's start this party with reminding everybody what a little something extra is. Everybody is born with a little something extra, and sometimes they just have to find it. Franco, what do you think your little something extra is? Okay, well, way to put me on the spot. Okay, um, <laughs> what is my You're little something extra? sitting at the extra? table. You are in the hot seat. I'm in the hot seat. Okay. Um, my little something extra is um, every day I like to go out into the world and make sure I can make a positive impact on someone in any way, shape, or form. I think uh, that's come from just being a part of Gigi's and, and seeing this organization and how it operates uh, for so long. So I think that's something that I kind of taken out of that. So yeah, I like to go out and try to make a positive impact on someone's life and try to make their day just a little bit better. And I think that allows me to know that I'm making the world a better place in even the smallest way. I think any type of impact makes, like we say, a ripple effect. So yeah. I think that's probably it. That's awesome. And, and it's great that you can recognize that you have a superpower. All of us have them. We were all born with them. Sometimes we just have to find them. And then when we do find them, we have to recognize that and realize that every, like, like with Franco, just doing a good deed every day could change your life. It could make you a happier person. So mm-hmm. I love that, that um, you actually rep- recognize that. Jade, what do you think your superpower is? I mean, I think my superpower is being team player. Being a team player. Well, that's a good one because mm-hmm. our guest today owns a big, huge team, right. the Chicago Cubs. Tom yes, Ricketts is our guest today, and we're really, 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 really excited about that. But before we get started on that awesome, awesome, awesome interview that we're so excited about, um, we want to give today's ripple effect. So, Franco, you actually talked about ripple effect a minute, minute ago. A ripple effect is a small act, whether it be of kindness or, or a physical act, whatever, whatever it is, that grows into something bigger and bigger and really helps to make the world a better place. So yeah. what ripple effect are you here to tell us about today? Um, I am here to talk about uh, what Barstool Sports and what Dave Portnoy are actually doing to cause waves throughout the world. I think what you said with with making the world a better place right now is a time that we absolutely need to make the world a better place because of with the uncertainty with COVID and just what's happening throughout our country and throughout the world. There's there's a lot of ways to get distracted and discouraged about uh, about things that's going on. But like I said, with with Barstool and with and with Dave is that they are and if you don't know about Barstool, they are a digital media company that has that 
covers sports and, and popular culture and then just are just and have a massive following. And oh, I think cool. um, I think Dave and, and that brand did a they wanted to give back to the community in some way um, that were being affected by COVID. And what they wanted to do is they started something called the Barstool Fund. And they wanted to raise $4 million for small businesses around the country because, as we know, a lot of small businesses are either going under or are really struggling right now to find ways to stay afloat. Totally. And so, like, they have that massive following of, I think, something over 100 million people followed their different social media accounts. So in order to use and leverage that, they wanted to raise $4 million for to go back to small businesses around the country. And... Um, and as of right now, I believe that fund over the last month that it's been around is, is already amassed amount of $20 million. Oh, my God. And I, think, awesome. I believe they've helped like 92 different small businesses around the country, just handing them $20,000 checks to be like, here you go. This is whatever you need. And that I think awesome. and I think stuff like that is the type of things that we need to see more of in this world because uh, there's a lot of people out there that have these incredible followings and have and are just so um, – I don't think they necessarily take for I think they take for granted um, how much they have and how much they can actually make an impact without necessarily going out and doing it. And uh, the fact that they're they noticed that and and they picked up on it and they went out and and tried to make a difference shows how it can be done. So I love that ripple effect story, Franco. That's right? exactly what it's all about. One small act of kindness, one idea can be grown into something so much bigger. So thank you so much for sharing that with us today. Yeah, and now course. let's get on with this party. What's going on, Jeej? Yes, I'm excited. Our guest today has become quite the force in Chicago. We, we, we are Talmud Goods. My Cubs boy, woo! Your Cubs woo. boy, woo! Nice. Okay. Thanks, Jeej. We are so excited to have him. Tom is the executive chairman of the Chicago Cubs and a longtime fan of the team. He lived just steps away from the field when he was in college and even went on to meet his wife there. In 2009, he let his family purchase of the team from the Tribune Company. Their goal from day one was to win a World Series. Check. We did that in 2016 and are serious contenders every year since. Improve Wrigley Field. Check. If any of our listeners are in the area and haven't been to Wrigley lately, you have to check it out. It is amazing. And their third was to be good neighbors and give back. I'd say check on that too. It's absolutely amazing what's been done over there. We'll talk to Tom more in a minute about philanthropy, the Cubs, the Ricketts family, and more. We are so grateful for all they have done. He's also an established mm -hmm. businessman. He co-founded In Capital, a renowned investment bank, and so many other things. This is just the tip of the iceberg. But we really just want to get this interview started so he could tell us more about his amazing life. It's Tom Ricketts. Tom Ricketts. Woo-woo. Tom, the CEO and chairman of the Chicago Cubs, and so much more. But thank you so much for being here with us today. Hi, good morning. It's great to be here. How are you doing, Tom? You know, I'm doing really, really well. Obviously, it's been a uh, really difficult time for so many people, but uh, I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to 2021 and uh, you know, and, and getting things back on track. Me too. Absolutely, me too. How are the cup players doing? I think okay. Obviously, it was a very strange year for them to be playing games without any fans in the in the in the ballpark. And you know, and they had to do uh, they had to do their tests every every day, every other day. They were, they were uh, had to be very very careful. They couldn't go out at night, so it was it was a long a long summer for those guys. 
uh, now that you know they're they've all gone home and now they're looking to get back to spring training coming up pretty soon here. Woo oh, yeah. We're excited to see them get back on the field. That's right. Do you remember when I sang the national anthem? Well, how could I forget when you sang the national anthem? It, it was really well done. Thank and you. And we'll have to have you back to do it again soon. It was it was one of the highlights mm-hmm. of the year. So let's have you back soon to do that again, okay, DJ? Okay. <laughs> I think our hearing that was a highlight every day. Yeah, that was definitely the best day of her life. It is. Wasn't it? Yes. Do they miss me when I sing to them? <laughs> yeah, they missed you when you sang to them. <laughs> Everyone missed you singing to them. We have to have you come back and do it all over again. That's right. Mm-hmm. We will make it happen. And, and Tom, what I loved about you even giving her that opportunity is that you understood that how hard it is for individuals with Down syndrome. They have that low muscle tone. Your tongue is a muscle. How hard it is for her to sing that. And it took her 12 years. You know, she memorized the song in just a matter of, mm-hmm. of days. But in order for her to properly articulate the words, get all the arrow, build her core, and be able to belt out that song like that, took her years and years and years of hard work. So I can't even tell you, for you to give her that platform in front of 40,000 people means more to us than you will ever know. That is honestly the highlight of her life. So thank you so much for that. That was, that was truly a gift. No, it was, it was wonderful. It's a hard song to sing for everybody. <laughs> it truly the, is. Uh, did a beautiful job, and hopefully you guys can come back soon and do it again. That's awesome. Well, we would love to. Mm-hmm. And, and now we want to talk a little bit about you, brother. In Chicago, mm-hmm. you're known of, you know, the owner of the Cubs. Yeah, you know, I lost my identity. I'm, I'm Gigi's mom. I'm not Nancy <laughs> Gianni. I got nothing else. You are the owner of the Cubs. But you have done so much in your life. Like, I... I was really, it, I was fascinated reading about you and your upbringing because, you know, you think, oh my gosh, he's owner of the Cubs. He's had everything. He said he, everything came easy. But you've worked so hard for everything that you've done. And I would just love for you to tell our viewers a little bit about your background and your family. Uh, yeah, I grew up in a, uh, like a, a very regular kind of family in Nebraska, except that um, my, uh, my dad was a really amazing entrepreneur. And when I was very small, he started a company that ultimately grew into be called Ameritrade, and so and now is, and uh, now is going to be part of uh, Charles Schwab going forward. But um, but what I remember most about those days was just we had uh, just a a really nice family, extended family, lots of cousins, lots of family time, and my dad just working every day. I mean, just working as hard as he could every day. Uh, you know, we were just one of those um, you know entrepreneur families where we. Never ever went on a vacation. We just dad just worked, and uh, you know, and, and um, obviously his hard work paid off for us. Hopefully, some of that work ethic uh, was passed along to all of his kids. I think all of us, my brothers and I, and my sister, have all been uh, had, had pretty pretty productive and successful lives on our own, and and um, and it really was a special upbringing, and uh, you know, really a really a gift. Having him yeah. as as an example has just led you to probably want to be that same type of example to your own kids. Yeah, I, I think so. Absolutely. I mean, you you um, you do take away a lot from your parents, and uh, and you and you want to emulate those things which you think made you the person that you are. And um, you know, I think it would, in the case of my dad, like and my mom as well. It's like you know, basically, the family is the most important thing. And then when it comes to your career, just find something you're passionate about and just really work as hard as you can to achieve as much as you can. And if you're doing that, then then you're you're always going to get out of bed with a smile on your face and and uh, a spring in your step and right. and you're going to care about life and that's that's what's really important and I hope and I have five kids and I hope that each of them will will pick up something that they're passionate about 
and um, and will be be successful in each of their own ways. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Are they all Cubs? Are they always at the games? Do they all go to the games? Do they live local? Uh, well, yeah, they're all pretty local for the most part. Got a couple away at college from time to time, but the um, yeah, they're at a lot of games. Oh yeah, awesome. oh yeah, they like they like coming to the games. So that's that's one of the nice things about uh, a baseball team is it. I mean, it really is a social sport. It's it's a it's the sport you want to go to uh, when you want to be with the people you're with. Like right. it's the part you want to talk to someone and and be with someone for a day. Baseball is the best option because you can sit and talk throughout the game. And there's a lot of excitement, but there's also a lot of time where you can catch up on things in your life. And and so um, one of the one of the reasons my family was so excited about the opportunity to um, get involved with the Cubs was it could always be uh, a, a family gathering place. And so we use it for that every day. I love that. Absolutely. And I love that. Um, I mean, this year, obviously, 2020 and our Cubbies, that was so, I, I can't even begin to tell you what it was like, how normal, when the Cubs finally started playing again, I know that there weren't in, you didn't have the fans, you didn't have anything else, but to have it on in our house again, just to have that background, to hear the Cubs playing again, brought so much normalcy during a time of so much uncertainty. It was so Awesome. I, I don't know. I would love to know how it was for you, for you guys on the back end of that. But I, I could just say as a fan of, of forever, a lifelong Cubs fan, how good it felt to have you guys back and making us feel like, okay, we're going to get through this. We're going to be okay. Just we've got our Cubbies back. Things are starting to get back. Life is starting to look good again. Yeah, well, obviously it was uh, it, it was very weird in the in Wrigley Field, um, like, you know, Wrigley Field. I mean, you know, the team obviously is is the main attraction, but but the crowd and and the people. That's that's really part of the whole thing. It's not really a game without the crowd. And so, um, walking around in an empty stadium was was uh, it was just it was just sad, oh. you know. And uh, you know, and 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 you know me, and you know I like I walk around every game and I talk to fans every game. Like my favorite part of of, uh, of, the, of the game day experience is the people and there was no people. And even the, even like our, uh, our Cubs baseball staff who had to watch, they're watching the games. They all sat like eight or 10 feet apart. So no one was even making any small talk yeah. at all. So it, it, was, it was tough. It was, and I, I, I'm really looking forward to uh, the upcoming season and uh, hopefully getting back to as much normalcy as we can at the ballpark. Definitely. And I think one of the things that you said is just like that in that whole like emotion and, every, and just the camaraderie that's inside of Wrigley Field. That's really one of the best parts about that organization is how unbelievable the fan base is and just the history behind all of it. And, I, and really, my question for you is, um, I know that you bought the team back in 2009, but what was it that uh, that drew you to the Chicago Cubs? And because and, I know you're from Nebraska, you're not even originally from Chicago. I know you live in Chicago now, but what was it that really drew you to that organization? Well, um, yeah, I, I kind of think like we have three kinds of uh, Cub fans. Yeah. We have the largest one is, of course, the people born in Chicago, of course. where their parents raised them to be Cub fans. We have, um, you know, just that's our, our, our biggest base and our, our deepest, most passionate fans, like like me. <laughs> and uh, and then and then we have like a lot of people around the country who watch the Cubs on WGN, mm -hmm. you know, and we had a national broadcast. It was a daytime mm -hmm. broadcast. A lot of people, when they got home from school, they could flip on the TV. It was the soundtrack of their summer, and and they became Cub fans, even though they lived all over the country. And I have a little bit of that, 
but I'm kind of the third fan. I moved here in 1983 to go to college, moved to Chicago in 1983. And, you know, I had, a, you know, I kind of liked the Cubs and I kind of liked some other teams, but I wasn't as deeply passionate about any one team. Yeah. But then uh, when I walked into Wrigley Field and spent the day, my first day in the bleachers, I was like, this is the, this is the team I want to root for. These are the people I want to be with. This is my new community. And, uh, and so a, a huge part of our fan base is people that have moved to Chicago, uh, come to Wrigley Field, or just visited Wrigley Field and decided that, you know, this is home for me. And this is, this is, this is the team I'm going to cheer for. And, and I'm kind of in that category. That's so cool. It's very true. I love that because it is so true. There's nothing like being there. There's no, nothing like isn't. like a Cubs fan and being in the stadium. I mean, like, it's And I amazing. think that's kind of what drew me over because I was raised a Sox fan because of my dad because his, his whole <laughs> we family We are a divided was, family, Tom. I told you. Yeah. He, he was from, his dad's from, uh, from the south side of Chicago. And, yeah, I mean, raised, saw the World Series in 2005. And then really once I finally got exposed to the Cubs and also when Cubs charities kind of came on to um, support Gigi's Playhouse, that was really when I kind of made that transition just because the organization, I just, it's just in my opinion, just so much more fun. It's a family in my it opinion. It is a family. It's a whole fan base as, as the organization wanted, So. And I think that's so much what you brought back. Like I cannot believe the renovations that you guys have done there and how you've changed the whole feeling, the whole setting. I love when you go there, even when the Cubs aren't playing, it's a destination on the outside. You don't have to go inside. You don't have to pay any money. You've got that big screen out there. You have so much for the community. It That, to me, really showed that not only did you love the Cubs, but you love Chicago. You love the neighborhood, and you wanted to make it better. It was. It's just, I think it's awesome to go there and just, I just see, I told my nieces and nephews, I'm like, we can go there even when the Cubs aren't playing because they're constantly just having so built up, movies yeah. going. And, and it's amazing what you guys have done. Well, the ballpark was initially built in 1914. And there hadn't really been any significant <laughs> renovations to it since maybe the 40s. You know, little hit, little bits here and there. Um, you know, it really, it, it really needed a lot of work. We knew the ballpark needed work. And then we also wanted to, you know, make our mission to make the whole day at the ballpark better. You know, and that 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 from the moment you get off the train, and um, and and that also meant making it more family friendly. Mm-hmm. You know, I, uh, I like I said, I have five children. I think when we bought the team. My oldest was twelve, uh, so or maybe thirteen. And so, um, you know, I, if you're coming to to the Wrigley area with five kids, it's kind of tough. If you have five fraternity brothers, it's all built for speed. You got lots of options, but yeah, we really wanted true. to like really wanted to make it more. Uh, family friendly with more options for the game day. And then we also defined our mission even a little broader to make it a year round place where people would have something to do and some way to be comfortable. And so fortunately we had that little space off to the the west side of the park that we built into Gallagher Way, which is a a great plaza, which, you know, some mornings you come by and it's a moms and tots class from the old town school of folk music. And some mornings you come by, it's yoga. Some mornings you you come by and it's a movie. just try to keep something happening and, and really get back to the neighborhood on non-game days. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's been uh, I mean it's been really well received. We're very proud of it. Uh, the obviously this year it was tough, but um, hopefully we'll get all that programming back uh, in the future soon. Yeah, and there was so Absolutely. much positive energy around it. That's what I love. So much positive energy, whether it was game day or not. You know the um, what I think that uh, you know Wrigley Field. Once you're inside, it's always it's your happy place. Like yes. you know everybody. Really 
But, you know, for a long time, like the outside, it just got worse and worse. And there was these beautiful features that were put in in the 20s and 30s that when they kind of deteriorated, they were replaced with precast concrete or chain link fence. And, and uh, I think one of the things that I, I'm most proud of is we restored the outside of Wrigley Field to what it looked like in 1935, which our historical architects believe was the, really the, the year when Wrigley was at its, at its best, at its peak, at its best looking. So, um, so now we have a little more work to do. We're gonna bring in some cool lighting to kind of accentuate some of the features, but, but it really is just a, that, that warm, beautiful building that, that, um, that means so much to so many people, all restored to the way it should look. Yeah. So we're very proud. It's amazing. Yeah, it really is. I mean, like I live in Lakeview, and so I would I always like go down just to Wrigley Field. Even during COVID, it was nice too because it was kind of an escape. Because like when you're kind of trapped at home all day, and the way that it's been built out now, that it actually is kind of just a spectacle to actually go to. So now when you so like I would go out and I'd go run and I'd go around just the stadium. I'd hang out by Gallagher Way and kind of just have like a cup of coffee, sit down, and actually be able to just hang out. Even when the Cubs were playing, I would still go yeah. there and actually hang out in front of it and just kind of like just try to just take in the energy because it's, it really is there. And the way that you've been able to encapsulate that and really bring and revive it is I think why the organization has taken such an unbelievable turn over the course of the last like yeah. 11 years, 12 years. It, it's so for it sure really a is. destination. Yes. And I do thank you for that because mm -hmm. it definitely needed to happen. And I'm happy that it's happening at this point in my life where I could really enjoy it when I'm living in Chicago. Yeah. Now I want to talk a little bit about philanthropy because that, that's how you, that's how we finally got to meet you was through Cubs Cares. And the McCormick mm -hmm. Foundation, when you gave Gigi's Playhouse like one of our first grants when we first started out, which was so amazing. And again, like I told you when I spoke at their first event, it was so awesome coming from a divided family where my husband's a Sox fan and I'm a Cubs fan. And I have the Cubs giving us money. It has been, I have had that upper hand now. So thank God you did it first because, you know, your whole house has been converted. He wears <laughs> the Cubs stuff. It's been awesome, brother. That was like the big, I mean, the money was fantastic. But the credibility you gave to the Gianni household as Cubs are number one was amazing. So I have to thank you on that one. But what are you most proud of? I mean, you guys do a lot in the area of philanthropy. Uh, what are you most proud of that you guys um, are, are doing and continuing to do? Thanks for asking. And by the way, congratulations on all of your success. And I know how passionate you are, of course, but just everything you've done and your whole team. Um, I, I just, it's really inspiring and uh, congratulations on everything you've done. I think there's a couple of things I'm really proud of. One is that, you know, when um, we brought the team, there was a pretty, uh, you know, a pretty good, sincere, but relatively small effort in the charity department. Uh, we had Cubs Care, which of course you're a grant recipient. Um, and we, and that was basically, it's a program that gives to, um, you know, worthy, worthy organizations throughout the city. And it's matched by McCormick Places, McCormick Foundation. And so, that's really it's a nice thing. It gets it gets a lot of people involved, and we give a lot to a lot of great a lot of great organizations. But um, we really didn't have any of our own signature type programs, mm -hmm. and so um, I think if there's two things I'm proud of, one is that we've started our own programs where we, um, you know, we we do uh, we could do Cub Scholars, which helps kids who are um, trying to afford college. Uh, you know, help them. We give them a mentor, and we get them help them get into college and help them stay in college and both financially and with uh, the, the personal assistance of one of our associates. Uh, we have the diamond project, we call it, which has now um, built or rebuilt, gosh, a hundred and some ballparks around the city. That's so if you have, if you have a, um, if you have a, uh, you know, a little league field or even a non, not non-baseball field that needs a renovation, 
And sometimes they're relatively large checks that, you know, you, you apply and, and we help you there. And then we have uh, Cubs Junior All-Stars, as we call it, but basically Little League programs that we support all over the city. And I think one way or another, I think we, um, I think we impacted 20,000 young, uh, young boys and girls in programs throughout the city last year or something. I forget the numbers, but anyway, and then I'm also proud of the fact that when, um, when we bought the team, we did a lot in the neighborhood and we still do a lot in the neighborhood. We, we give, uh, we have a grant to every school within a certain radius of the park and all that. But, um, but I, I was, I was really, um, I really wanted our people to think like, you know, we're not, we're not the Wrigley Cubs. We're not the North side Cubs we're the Chicago Cubs. So one of the, one of the emphasis that we've had over the years is to make sure that we're touching every neighborhood to do something all over the city. Um, not, not every neighborhood needs the same things, but, but we're really, um, you know, we're really uh, focused on like making sure that that uh, that, that we spread our um, our community work throughout the entire city, and I'm very very proud of that. So it's been it's been we have great leaders. Alicia Gonzalez, who runs our programs now, is mm-hmm. incredible. She's done a great job, and uh, and we have some other big projects coming coming along. So we're really excited about keeping our community efforts growing. I love it, and I know that you you do a lot with with people with special needs, and you do a lot um, for people with disabilities in general. Can you get, just give us a couple examples of how the Cubs organization advocates for inclusion, whether it's through your through your charities or through your employees? Well, we do we uh, we do a lot through charities, and we do um, we do look for opportunities to to hire people with certain challenges that can that can help out on game days. I think that you know another thing that um, gets overlooked is. You know, Wrigley Field was built in 1914 in our renovations. And it'll never, I mean, you can never make it perfect, uh, at least not a 1914 ballpark, but um, doing everything we can to add all the elevators and ramps and other things that people need just to get around the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Because you know, baseball is a social sport. You want to have people in the ballpark and you want to have everybody in the ballpark. So um, I'm really, uh, you know, proud of the way we've made it more accessible and um, and everything we do for, for all, the, all the people that have, um, different challenges than we do. Yeah, and we love it because we've been a recipient, and we've in in many different ways. You guys have we've been able to partner with you guys. So thank you so much for that, and thank you for recognizing the need for that. And I just think it's it's such a big piece. And some people, you walk the walk. You know, you talk the talk, and you walk the walk. Some people say it, and they're not necessarily doing it. So I just want to thank you for that because that's really an important piece to me. Yeah, I think Gigi would probably want to thank you too because I mean, when it comes to all the opportunities that you've been able to present, I know that Gigi's definitely been able to benefit in the way that she loves the most. Gigi, right? Right. Yes, she's looking at her part. She, I, I'll let you ask your questions in two minutes. Let me just finish. I promise I know, I'll finish. She's just dying to get to her questions. Over. No, I'm just practicing. You're practicing. She's running through her head. She's, yes. she's ready. So let me just get, get to these really fast. So you talked about your dad find, founding Ameritrade, which I, I just think is so cool and would have been um, just so awesome growing up just with that entrepreneurial spirit and watching him go. Um, I think my kids probably feel what that looks like where you just, you know, you have such passion and focus on, on one thing and you make it happen. Um, is that what inspired you to open in capital that your, your business that you started? Yeah, certainly in part, I think that, um, when, uh, when it was time for, for me, I was, I was working in a, in a larger firm and realizing that wasn't really going to be as fulfilling as I would hoped it would be. And, um, it seemed like it made sense to start our uh, start my own company, our own company. Um, I think it gave me confidence that that I could do it because I think a lot of times people they 
They, they know what they want to do. They think they can do it, but they're just a little not quite sure. And when, you, when you've seen someone else as close to you as your own father do it, that gives you the confidence and you think, well, if I just if I just work hard enough and try to make good, steady decisions, I'll be okay too. And uh, so I think that was that was a big part of it, sure. I, I think that's Absolutely. so cool because that's exactly that's that like this is called a little something extra with Nancy and the, the Gigi. I got to make sure, and it's about what fuels your passion. What is your something extra? What what fuels your passion and motivation? You know, what is it that gives you that drive? That's something extra. And sometimes, you know, all of us are kind of born with it, and sometimes we just have to find it. So hearing, you know, you talking about that today can inspire somebody else to find their something extra, to not be afraid to try something new. And that's what we're all about. So what do you think is your something extra? What drives your passion and your motivation? You know, it, it's interesting. Like when I, when I talk to uh, business school students or other business groups and young people, I always say like, you know, Find out what 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 makes you emotionally rewarded. You know what makes you happy. And for some people, it's um, it's the ability to like solve a complex problem with a spreadsheet or to, to crunch numbers in the right way. For some people, it's really high level strategy. For some people, you know, there's a lot of different things. For me, I, I really I really like I'm, I'm really uh, a people person. I really enjoy uh, I, I enjoy seeing people happy like i like and even if i was in the financial markets like you know it, it is about people and, and getting on the road and and you call it sales but i don't really think of it as sales i think of it as helping people and and so uh at least you know um for the for the, all the years that i was focused mainly on the capital that was it it was like hey we have some ideas that that can really help companies be more efficient and if they're more efficient they'll they'll be able to um, grow and they'll be able to create more jobs and we can help investors do things that help them too. They, and if they're better off, then they'll have better retirements so and they'll have better lives. So, I mean, there really is a, um, there's an element of just, you know, you know, just doing the right thing and making people happy. And if you're doing that, and if that's core to your, to your person, then, then it doesn't really work. You know, it's, it's what you want to do yeah. on, on the baseball stuff. You know, I, I look at, um, you know, when we got involved with, uh, with the Cubs, it was obviously about winning, you know, a, a, a fan base, who had given, you know, so much love for so many years to the team and, and never rewarded, like never, never, like so many years there was no hope. Like it was like you showed up, you, you enjoyed the you enjoyed the ballpark, and that was about all you had. Yeah. Um, the thought of being able to be even a little part of something where you could you could really uh, turn that around was just really compelling, and um, so. Um, and then on a day-to-day -day basis, I just like being at the park and talking to people. And that, and that, uh, that just that kind of motivates me to uh, make sure that we're doing everything we can to make it a great experience for everyone. That Absolutely. Awesome. And, I th and I think that's great, too, that what drives your passion when it comes to on the business aspect also then tied into the fact that what you did organizationally with the Cubs kind of meshed together. Because I know in 2016, when they won that World Series, that happiness that you brought to all of these fans oh after my gosh. all of these years. I mean, that was really, I'm sure for you, that was probably one of the most rewarding experiences insane. that, that could possibly have happened. Of course, like, you know, it, of course, you know, it, it'll always be one of the most rewarding experiences of my life. And the thing that, that, that I, I think I like the most about it is, like, when someone comes up and tells you, uh, they, they come up and tell you that oh, yeah, I saw the Cubs win the World Series, but they don't just tell you that. They tell you where they were. Of course, I was at home. I I was at a bar or whatever. 
But the thing that always impacts me is like, they tell you who they were with. Like, and that's awesome. the key. Like, yeah. you know, I was, you know, and you know, like, you know, people come up, you know, it, you know, the last couple of years, people haven't come as often, cause I, you know, but it, those first few years after we won, people will come up to me in bars or restaurants or the airport or whatever. And he'd be like, Hey, I just want you to, I was with my dad, you know, or something like that. And that's the stuff that like, um, that really moves you. Yeah. Of course. For course. sure. I, I felt know. like my, well, Gigi is wearing grandpa's Chicago Cubs jacket and he had died right before you guys went. I mean, he was a diehard fan. So uh -huh. I always hope that he had a little bit of something to do with getting those 2016 wins in there because he was definitely one of the biggest people up there celebrating in heaven. I'll tell you that. Absolutely. The first year he missed the Cubs is the year that they won. So I think he might've been helping you a little bit. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, well, and I think like, you know, I mean, that's the thing that, 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 uh, that I've always been really amazed by is that the, your, your baseball team really is kind of a member of your family mm -hmm. in a sense. And it, cause it ties people together across generations. And, and obviously baseball is a sport where you can go with your grandpa. Like, I'm not sure that you can, you know, you can do that at every other type of sport, that, right. uh, but, but, you know, and I remember on the bus, we did the parade and we pulled out a Wrigley field and, uh, you know, I'm holding the trophy for a while and then we pass it on to the bus behind us. We were right on Addison and Addison and like Broadway as we we're pulling mm -hmm. toward, toward, uh, toward, um, toward Lakeshore Drive. And there was a little kid with a sign sitting on his dad's shoulders that said, grandpa, we did it. Oh. And that kind of, sums up, you know, That's it just kind of sums up how he's across generations you know that is so awesome i it love is. that oh i love it all right so tell me what is the legacy you want to leave behind for your children how do you want them to remember their father what do you want people to remember when they talk about tom ricketts well i think for my kids you know it's like you know um, i want them to always feel like i was there for them and supported them and whatever they wanted to do um hopefully uh you know i have a terrific wife cc who's you know one of got to be one of the top 10 moms in the whole world. Oh, she uh, does a great with the kids. And, um, you know, I just want, you know, them to remember that we supported them and, and, uh, and whatever they decide to do is, uh, is, is great with us as long as they're passionate about it and they work hard at it. And, um, you know, and that's what it's about. Like, it's not about like, did, did you get a job that paid you a lot or, or do you have a title that means a lot to you? It's like, do you feel like you're creating something in the world that's valuable? And if, if they all feel like they're doing that, then we'll, we'll, we'll have felt like we're successful parents. That is awesome. Amen. That is awesome. All that right, is... Jeej, you finally get your boy back. Yay. Uh, yay. <laughs> She's all She's been waiting. She's had her questions She's for been you. practicing them and everything. All right. Hmm. Go ahead. The Cubs are my favorite baseball team. Were you always a Cubs fan, Tom? I always liked the Cubs growing up. I, uh, I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska. Most people there are Royals fans. And the Royals were pretty good back when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So I was probably a bigger Royal fan as a kid, but I always liked, uh, I liked the Cubs. And the, I liked Bill Puckner and Bill Madlock and those guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, but like I said earlier, when I moved here, gosh, moved to Chicago 30-something years ago, then I became a huge Cubs fan. Who has been the greatest influence on you throughout your life? Greatest influence in my life? Um, my mom. My dad, um, in terms of uh, business, I have to say, like, you know, Commissioner Selig, the former commissioner of baseball, he was um, he was really good to me. Oh, wow. He was a good man. He, uh, you know, he was he was always there, like, for uh, for a lunch or whatever to help me out when I was uh, uh, starting, when I was just getting started, yeah. Yeah. Do you, have, do you have your favorite player? Well, you know, of course, they're all my favorite player. But... Um, <laughs> 
you know, when I was a, a fan in the uh, in the eighties, um, I loved Andre Dawson when he came to town. He was so professional and he was so good. And um, and uh, you know, I still he's still we, he's still part of the organization, yeah. so I get to see him. Uh, Greg Maddox was always someone that I was always impressed by. For sure. um, you know, and the, uh, one of the few players that I met that I was like really um, like just starstruck by. But I've got to know him, and he's you know he's he's a great guy. Um, on the current team, we have a lot of great players. But I, I mean, I think if you have to call anyone out, I think um, what Anthony Rizzo does for the team, <laughs> but really what he does for the community is just so special. Absolutely. And then you have Jason Hayward, who's been doing a lot more, and he's really a good community member. Like you know, I I, I appreciate the guys that um, that give it back, and um, and those guys really do. Yeah, they absolutely And I do. think there's a lot. Okay. It's very easy to find favorite players on this team because, like you said, the whole team, is it's like a brotherhood. I mean, the way that all the fans feel about them, and I feel the connection that they feel to every single player, I think, is really special because, like you said, like Anthony Rizzo, I know is your favorite player, right? Right. The way that they, he gives back to the community, and like you said with Jay Hay, like, it's just everyone, and just the energy that they all have, I think, is it's pretty easy to have a favorite in all of them. If there was one message... You want to tell the world what will it be? Uh, we're gonna have a great season, and hopefully, everyone will be back at Wrigley pretty soon. Woo woo! Uh, you know, this 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 whole thing's okay. been a setback. Everybody on every level, and and uh, 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 the human cost has been horrifying. But um, but we're gonna come out of it, and baseball will be there for you when we come out of it. Oh, mm-hmm. good! That's an awesome message. Really, I love really it. And and the thing too. And you get yes. to sing too, yes. How do you meet your wife? I met my wife in the bleachers in Wrigley Field. Oh. True story on a Sunday afternoon. <gasps> I remember it because it was an air show weekend and because oh, the planes of were high. Uh. And I was with a group of my friends, including both my brothers and my sister. Oh. And she was with a group of college. And uh, we just, our groups were sat next to each other in center field bleachers. And, um, and I just, uh, you know, I just started talking with her, and and she's uh, she was a fourth year medical student at the time, and I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. Here's here's a, a med student who's probably got a, a lot of stuff to worry about, and a lot of sitting here in the bleachers on a Sunday afternoon, and maybe there's something there. So, yeah. uh, anyway, we are 25 years later, five kids. That's awesome. Uh, time about nice. coming full circle. Yeah. Do you kids play baseball? Yeah, I have uh, I have three sons, two of which played baseball until maybe their junior year of high school. Uh, one was a soccer player, and then uh, my uh, my daughters uh, did more dance and, uh, and went back. My oldest is twenty five, and my youngest is fifteen. Oh, so, so we have and like I said, three boys and two girls. That is awesome. Nice. All right, so Tom, right now, quickly, we are going to be wrapping up, but this is my favorite time, and we wanted to know if you would like to join us really quick. Gigi, every podcast that we do, Gigi likes to give us some some tips on life. And do you say okay. tips? Okay, here, this is a. I did yes, say she tips. Said tips. Tips. She sings it every time. We cannot use the word. T-I-P-S, because she will sing it every time that we use it. (laughs) All right, Cheech, take it away. What are your tips? Oh, good. These are my tips about being a team player. It's about, it's important to be a team player on the cups. Yes, it is. 
To be a good team player, you have to get along with others, mm-hmm. work together, mm-hmm. listen, and talk to each other, and do your best. What do you think, Tom? Can I help the coach? <laughs> Those are great tips. Because, the, <laughs> because the, uh, you know, you think about that, like these baseball players, they meet up in, in February and they are together all year long. Every plane, every bus ride, every hotel, every game, they're just together. Yeah. And if you aren't listening to those to, to your pieces of advice there, uh, <laughs> if you're not getting along, if you're not uh, if, if you're not, you know, thinking like a team player, it's gonna make everyone uncomfortable and you're not gonna have your best year. So uh, mm-hmm. th- those are those are that, that's a good list. Maybe we should put that up in the wall of the clubhouse. That's we'll right. Give that to, mm-hmm. I like it. And, give that and, to David. And, yes. and if you don't do those things, they probably wouldn't even be a Cubs player. Right. Because they wouldn't have mm-hmm. never even made it that far. Right? Very true. All right. So here you go, Gigi. I know you've been waiting to ask him this question so he can mm-hmm. get on with his day. Hey, Tom, do you know one of my favorite songs? It's Go Cubs Go. Will you sing a little bit with me? Of course, it's been too long. I haven't sang that song in a long time. Woo woo! Mm-hmm. All right, do we have some music to get us started? Do we have any music? Oh, oh there it is. Go, 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 Cubs, go. Hey, Chicago, what'd you say? Because we're gonna win today. Woo! Go, go, Cubs, go. get that back we need it back <laughs> we need it back bad absolutely well, and i miss it yeah we all <laughs> miss it tom thank you so much for being with us today and i know we had a lot of questions on a lot of different subjects is there anything that we missed that you want to tell us about or anything else you want to say no i just want to reiterate to congratulate you and and and, and talk and all your success and all your growth and what an incredible organization and everything you've done nancy gg everybody mm-hmm. you've just been be such a special place and um and i um, i'm inspired by you guys oh tom thank you so much thank you for sharing your something extra this is really about inspiring people inspiring the world talking about generation g be generous be kind be accepting make a conscious decision every single day to be generation g and that's really what the message of our something extra podcast is all about and and we know you live that life your family lives that life and that's why we were so excited and so honored to have you on our show so thank you so much we love you cannot wait to see you back at the park we are going to be there Gigi will be working on her song she'll be ready to belt it out i will yes she will she will and we are so excited (laughs) thank you again so much tom uh, great to be here. Nice to see everybody, and uh, we'll we'll see you in person soon. Yay. Bye, Tom. Absolutely.